0: Today on The Verdict with Pastor John Monroe.
1: Authentic followers of Jesus, we demonstrate our love for Jesus by practicing sexual purity, fidelity, and truthfulness, honesty. Sexual purity, not lust. Fidelity, not license. Truth, not lies. Welcome to The
0: Verdict featuring the Bible teaching of Pastor John Monroe. In today's world, biblical teaching on sexual purity and absolute truth is often pushed aside. But today on The Verdict, we're realizing afresh just how relevant the teaching of Jesus is, not only for the health of our society and our relationships with others, but more importantly, for our relationship with God. Now, here's Pastor John Monroe to introduce today's message.
1: When was the last time you heard anything about sexual purity? As someone said, the new morality is the old immorality. Don't you find it intriguing that in the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus deals with adultery, sexual purity and divorce? Jesus is God and his word is eternal. And what is eternal is always relevant. Today, Jesus gives divine commentary on adultery and divorce. You shall not commit adultery. What's he going to say about it? What do you think? What about divorce? Again, it's commonplace, but what does Jesus say about it? Wouldn't our society be much better if instead of just following our desires, we listened to the teaching of Jesus? Thank you for joining me today as we continue looking at the Sermon on the Mount. Let's return to the teaching of Jesus. Would you say that dealing with sexuality is relevant today? Would you say that dealing with faithfulness in marriage is relevant today? Would you say that being truthful today is relevant? In an age of fake news, spin, gossip, rumor, innuendo, and downright lies, isn't it refreshing to hear what Jesus is going to say about teaching, about speaking the truth? So we're going to listen to the teaching of Jesus on sexual purity, on faithfulness in marriage and on truthfulness. First, let's read about sexual purity. It's found in Matthew chapter five, verses 27 through 30. You have heard that it was said, you shall not commit adultery. But I say to you, that everyone who looks at a woman with lustful intent has already committed adultery with her in his heart. If your right eye causes you to sin, tear it out and throw it away. For it is better that you lose one of your members than your whole body being thrown into hell. And if your right hand causes you to sin, cut it off and throw it away. For it is better that you lose one of your members than that your whole body go into hell. Strong words was coming not from me, but from our Lord Jesus Christ, King Jesus. Now, first of all, we're going to think of sexual purity and see that authentic followers of Jesus practice sexual purity, not lust. Those who are following Jesus practice sexual purity, not lust. Now, in verse 27, uh, Jesus refers to the Old Testament scriptures. We're going to see this. We saw this last time. You've heard it said of old, but I say to you, verse 27, you have heard that it was said, you shall not commit adultery. Now sometimes the scribes and the Pharisees misquote scripture. Sometimes they add their own interpretation, their own spin on it it, as it were, but this quotation is accurate. It comes from the 10 commandments. You shall not commit adultery. The scribes and the Pharisees, however, may have forgotten the 10th commandment, which says you shall not covet your neighbor's wife. Now the seventh commandment, you shall not commit adultery, is given by God to protect the sanctity of the marriage union and the family. At the core of marriage is the intimacy between two individuals who are committed to one another in love and faithfulness. So this commandment promotes and points to purity. Lust, on the other hand, points in the opposite direction. Our sexuality is a beautiful gift from God. As human beings, God has made us among other things, as sexual beings. So our sexuality is very, very important. It's a beautiful gift, a sacred gift. And because it is such a wonderful gift from God, it is not to be abused, it's not to be cheapened. When sexual intimacy then takes place, out of the sanctity and the context of marriage, profound damage is done. If you're involved in adultery, if you're involved in immorality today, I say, in the name of God, stop. It's a sin, it's wrong. You're damaging yourself, you're damaging your family, you're damaging those that care for you and love. Listen to Jesus, you shall not commit adultery. End it today. Do not, please hear me, do not commit sexual immorality. The writer of Hebrews puts it very, very strongly. Hebrews 13, verse four, let marriage be held in honor among all and let the marriage bed be undefiled. The writer is saying the marriage bed is good, it's given by God, but it's to be undefiled. And When there is adultery, that marriage bed is, as it were, defiled, stained, is damaged. And then the writer of Hebrews says, for God will judge the sexually immoral and adulterous and Jesus is going to say the same thing that if you continue like that you'll end in hell itself God will judge the sexually immoral and the adulterous here is God's order for our sexuality God made you God knows what fulfills you God seeks your very best don't spoil it here it is sexual purity chastity before marriage and fidelity and faithfulness after marriage you shall not commit adultery but notice Jesus hasn't finished yes he said you said that but verse 28 but I say to you here's the formula you've heard it was said of the old time but I say to you people talk and say well uh, Jesus kind of goes easy here's a very hard saying of Jesus who is he? He's God. We've seen this before in our study of Matthew. This is King Jesus. It's not my views. This is the views of Jesus. I say to you that everyone who looks at a woman with lustful intent has already committed adultery. Before there is the act of immorality, before there is adultery of the act there is always adultery in the heart. The real problem is in here. And Jesus is saying, it's not enough to say, oh, I didn't commit adultery. (laughs) I I, I didn't do that. I didn't do the actual act of adultery. I, I may have come close, but no, I didn't actually do it. No, he said, if you've got that lustful intent in your heart, you have committed adultery. We live in a society, don't we? of unrestrained sexuality where images promoting lust are everywhere. Now think of it. Think of the wisdom of Jesus, the perfect teacher. All sin doesn't begin with the act, does it? No, it begins in here. It begins with the imagination. So don't, Jesus is saying, don't entertain immoral and lustful images in your mind. Don't do that pornography, we talk about pandemic. Pornography is a pandemic. It will wreck your sexuality. It will wreck your relationships. Yes, it can even wreck your marriage. You say, well, this is, this is tough, this is difficult. Yes, it is. But listen to the beauty of the gospel. The gospel message is that God forgives us all of our sins through the blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. He makes us clean. And how can we retain that purity of heart? Paul says, if you walk by the Spirit, you will not fulfill the lusts of the heart. And Jesus is saying that sexual lust is a breaking of the seventh commandment. It is adultery. Now think of the application here. Verse 29 If your right eye causes you to sin, tear it out and throw it away. For it's better that you lose one of your members than your whole body be thrown into hell. And if your right hand causes you to sin, cut it off and throw it away. For it's better that you lose one of your members than your whole body, are you listening, go into hell. You say, this is tough, it is. This is the teaching of Jesus. Listen to it. The wise, radical action is required. It's better that you cut off your hand. It's better that you tear out your eye, Jesus is saying, rather than continuing in that immorality which leads to hell itself. Now Jesus is not advocating a literal tearing out of the eye, a literal cutting of the hand. After all, you still would have your left eye to look. You still would have your left hand What's Jesus saying? Jesus is saying very, very strongly and in our society how we need to hear it today, how you need to hear it, how I need to hear it. Jesus is saying that immorality should be treated seriously, decisively, and radically. Do you hear that? You need to be serious about this. You need to take radical action. The Apostle Peter writes in 1 Peter 2, verse 11, he says, abstain from fleshly lusts. Abstain from the passions of the flesh. They wage war against your soul. What's he saying? Abstain, don't do it. If you're involved in immorality, stop. If you're thinking about it, don't. Abstain. Abstinence. That's what scripture is saying. Why? Why? You say, I, I I have these desires. I, I have this lust. Yes, I understand that. Abstain from it. Peter says it wages war against your soul. Do you understand this is the enemy? Do you understand this is a war? And when you're at war, you don't fraternize with the enemy. You don't take the enemy for a cup of coffee at Starbucks and sit down and say, how you doing, man? You don't do that. This is an assassin. This is the Device of the enemy, who wants to neutralize your effectiveness as a follower of Jesus Christ. He wants to put you down, and he's ruthless. Therefore, says Peter, abstain. Don't go near it. Have nothing to do with it. Here is a young man. I think he's probably in his late teens, and he's he's got he's got a, a job in a house. It's a very nice house. Uh, the owner of the house has known this young man and he, he trusts him with looking after his house and his affairs. The man's name is Joseph. But as he starts to work in the house, he realizes there's a problem because Mrs. Potiphar is a very seductive woman. I can just picture her, flirtatious, seductive, and dressing in a very seductive way. By the way, woman, woman, Sisters in Christ, there's a difference between dressing attractively, which is a positive. I, for one, don't want a wife that's dowdy and looks, looks as if she's been drawn through a hedge backward. No, I want my wife to, to look attractive as she is. But there's a difference, and you know the difference, between dressing attractively and dressing seductively. Do you want to dress seductively? Do you want men looking at you with lustful intent? Do you think that's smart? No. I think here's Mrs. Potiphar. I can just picture her. A very attractive woman, very sensuous in her dress. And she sees this young man, Joseph, and she is attracted to him. And she tries to seduce him. She says to Joseph, come and lie with me come to bed with me. No one's going to find out. I mean, uh, Mr. Potiphar, he's building pyramids or wherever he is. Who cares? We've got all this time in the world. Let's have a great time, Joseph. Uh, But Joseph is a man who's pure in heart. Yes, it's possible in pagan Egypt to be pure in heart. The Lord is with Joseph. And Joseph does something which is very wise, which you may have to do sometimes, and he flees. He gets right out of the house. He's falsely accused. And do you know what he says? No, I couldn't do this. Why? Number one, my boss, Mr. Potiphar, has entrusted the house to me. I, I, I can't take advantage of that. Ah, but more importantly, he says in Genesis 39, I can't do this. Great wickedness and sin against God. Yes, it was a sin against Mr. Potiphar. If he had committed adultery with Mrs. Potiphar, that was a sin. Ah, but Joseph was well taught. We would say he knew his Bible well, and he knew it was a great wickedness and a sin against God. Think of that what you may be doing is a great wickedness and a sin against God. Here's very wise advice. Sometimes you have to flee. The alcoholic doesn't go to the bar and look at the drink. No, he knows better. He knows that one drink will lead to more. Man who's battling drugs doesn't go to the party where the drugs are there if he's smart. No, sometimes you have to flee students that exciting party you know what's going to be there booze perhaps some pornography some movie some drugs some immorality don't go don't look can I say don't even think about it don't see how near you can get to the danger it's exciting to go close to the edge to see how close i can get or oh, you you're not brave i i can do this to walk on the precipice as it were some of you are doing that with your sexuality aren't you you're you're right there you're you're flirting with the danger you're 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 close to the fire you think you can stand back you think you're wise enough not to fall over jesus is saying hey don't do that joseph is saying don't do that flee It's not how close you can get to the sin. The wise man, the wise woman stays away. The theological word for dealing with this sin in in the way of Jesus is cutting off your hand and plucking out your eye. The theological word for this is mortification. Mortification. You say, that's a big word. It is. I love big words, particularly theological words. And I'm going to explain to you what mortification is. Paul refers to it in Colossians 3, verse 5. Put it to death. Therefore, what is earthly in you? First one, sexual immorality. Second, impurity. Paul is wise. People think sexual immorality, oh, that's just the act. No, no, says Paul. Sexual immorality is not just the act. There's there's an impurity of the heart. Passion, evil desire. Covetousness, they're all in the heart, aren't they? Which is idolatry. Radical action with the sin. Put it to death. John Owen, the great English Puritan, put it this way. Be killing sin or it will kill you. Hear that? Be killing sin or it will kill you. You know the sin in your life. Take radical action. Cut it out, stop it end it. Now, be decisive. Be radical. God will help you. God always helps us when we do the right thing. If you go uh, to the doctor and you're you're diagnosed with a cancer uh, and the doctor says you're going to have to have surgery, why? We're going to cut that out. There's cancer in your body. We're going to cut it out. We're going to take decisive action, radical action. You say that's radical. Yes. Because if you leave it there it will kill you. Jesus is saying, take radical action. It will lead you into hell itself. The wages of sin is death. Jesus says, it is better, you're listening? It's better that you lose one of your members than that your whole body go into hell. First then, sexual purity, not lust. Secondly, honesty and not lies. Read with me, verses 31 and 32. Read them with me. It was also said, whoever divorces his wife, let him give her a certificate of divorce. But I say to you that everyone who divorces his wife, except on the ground of sexual immorality, makes her commit adultery. And whoever marries a divorced woman commits adultery. Authentic followers of Jesus, they practice Purity rather than lust. Secondly, they practice fidelity, faithfulness, not license. And again, the Old Testament scripture, Jesus quotes here in verse 31. It was also said, whoever divorces his wife, let him give her a certificate of divorce. The scribes and Pharisees' view of divorce was that if you're going to get a divorce from your wife, make sure you give her a certificate of divorce. In other words, get the paper right. You're trying to get rid of this woman. Make, make sure you go through the legal formalities. And they were referring to Deuteronomy 24. Because of the hardness of the people's heart, Moses made a concession that if a man found, quote, some indecency in his wife, he could divorce her. And of course, that led to a debate Uh, as to the grounds of divorce. What was this indecency that would justify a man to divorce his wife? Well, there's a debate among the rabbis at the time of Jesus. Uh, There was a strict view, strict view that the only ground of divorce was immorality, that some indecency certainly referred to her immorality, her adultery. But the prevailing view was that a man could divorce his wife really for any reason. He found some indecency in her. He he was tired of her. He didn't find her attractive. She was getting old and he was attracted to someone much younger and more attractive and, and vibrant. In fact, it was said if she burned the supper, you could also divorce her. As long as you get the paperwork right, that's okay. You can guess that the rules were made by men, can't you? A way of getting rid of your wife. But notice the teaching of Jesus. If you divorce your wife and remarry, you're committing adultery. And if you divorce your wife, she commits adultery, the assumption being she's going to marry. You see, that's pretty tough. It's the sanctity of marriage. So if you're single, be careful who you marry. Get to know the person, take your time. Don't go into it too quickly.
0: Great advice and practical godly wisdom on The Verdict with Pastor John Monroe and the first part of a lesson titled Purity and Honesty. There's more coming up, but let me remind you that you can always find these messages and listen online at theverdict.org. On our website, you can also get a copy of the free resource we're offering right now to go along with our current series. It's a booklet called Life in the Kingdom, written by John and designed to help you understand what it really means to follow Jesus. Through this encouraging guide, you'll gain an eternal perspective for day-to-day living as you go deeper into the practical teaching of Jesus. And right now, we're offering this booklet to our listeners absolutely free. So request your copy of Life in the Kingdom by mail or download when you visit our website at theverdict.org. And if you're looking for ways to expand your influence for the gospel this new year, will you consider playing a part in this radio ministry by making a donation? With your financial gift of any amount, you'll be joining our efforts to bring the truth of God's word into new communities across the globe. We've made it quick and easy to give through our website. Simply go to theverdict.org or call us at 833-551-2231. And don't forget to subscribe to The Verdict Podcast, featuring John's weekly podcast exclusive called Avizandum. You'll find us on your podcast app, listed as The Verdict with Pastor John Monroe. Just be sure to choose subscribe. Now, here's John with closing comments.
1: Well, what's your verdict? Are you following the teaching of Jesus as regards sexual purity? Perhaps you think his teaching is old-fashioned and can be ignored but let me remind you that God is your creator and he knows what fulfills you, what makes you sad and what makes you happy. If you're wise, you will follow his teaching and live a life of love and purity rather than lust and impurity. I'm sure you'll want to join me next time as we continue listening to Jesus speak on divorce, remarriage and honesty.
0: Thanks for joining us today on The Verdict. I'm Michelle Davies. Today's program with Pastor John Monroe was produced and sponsored by Calvary Church in Charlotte, North Carolina.